The stronger the grasp, the greater the distortion of perception and judgment. I'm from Oregon, I'm from Oregon. I drink my coffee, smoke my reefer in the morning. I roll two J's up and then I domed them. And when I'm done touring and performing, send me back to Oregon. What's up, everybody? Welcome to back to the Piggy Speedball Podcast. It is Joey Coast with the most Joe, and I'm here with a new friend of mine. I'm really excited to do this episode because we met here at a, we're live here at the recording on location, not live. I'm a little off because she got me super, super lit before we got started. She fucked me up. We can go into that in a second. <sighs> I'm butchering my own intro. You suck, Ricky. I'm sorry. Anyway, everybody, Ricky from Three Finger Farms, dude, thank you so much for hanging out with me, bud. This is a lot of fun. I'm thank already you. having a blast with you. Yeah, you you made me butcher my intro. <laughs> I apologize. Don't even don't even apologize. Anyway, thank you. Making it happen. <laughs> Dude, thank you yes. for freaking swinging by and getting me super super lit. Absolutely. The dab you gave me was like yeah, that was a triple. That was a triple little martini you had yeah. there. That that shit was nuts, dude. I wasn't expecting you to like take most of that. You did. You I did. You were a champ about it. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate it. Yeah, you can't. Uh, I can't let the guests down. You know. And then normally it's me getting the guests super baked. So this is a nice little reversal. And also it really. It, it, it's it speaks wonders to how great your product is because this is a great way to start the fucking podcast. So let's go ahead and dive into like how did you so Three Finger Farms? How did everything get started with that? And how did you get started being a weed grower? Um, honestly, I, I'm gonna back it up a little bit. Um, okay, actually, so, so actually, so let's do it this way. Okay, let's go ahead and go way back, way back, because mm-hmm. this is something I do on the podcast anyway. So let's go ahead and start at the very genesis of your experience with cannabis. So tell me the story about the first time you ever got high. Oh my god, that is uh, that's an interesting story. Okay, they always are. <laughs> this is so, I literally get this from every guest I have on the show. <laughs> so um, uh, growing up, I. I was very, very, very sheltered growing up. Didn't wasn't allowed to do a lot of stuff. Okay. And uh, my my sister used to come and pick me up, and I'd go hang out with her over at her place. She was raised by my aunt, and um, and uh, we're sitting there on the couch, and her and her boyfriend are sitting there smoking weed. And I think I'm maybe eleven or twelve at the time still pretty young and uh she's like you want to try it i was like i don't know you know i was all sketched out i had no idea but i wanted my sister to think i was cool so (laughs) i was like fuck it and so she brings over this giant fucking bong dude i shit you not this bong's like fucking two feet tall it was just huge and she's like okay i'm gonna light this well first she's trying to teach me how to light the fucking bowl and i'm sitting there i'm sorry is profanity like a Huge issue no, on the no, podcast. No, 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 okay. not at all. You're um, totally cool. You can cuss as much as you want. Cool. Um, yeah, all good. And so she's sitting there trying to teach me how to use the lighter. And, you know, you, you take the lighter and you hold it down like this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing the... Oh, yeah. You're side like burning I'm thumb. burning my fucking yeah. thumb. And I did that like four times. And I was like... <laughs> I was just like, I don't even want to do it anymore. And she's like, here, I'll light it for you. She's like, okay, so just, you know, take a deep breath in and just keep sucking up the weed smoke and then um, I'll tell you when to stop. She didn't tell me that she was going to pull a bowl piece and all this smoke was just going to go straight into my... Th- she didn't prepare me for that at all. Oh, shit. So I'm sitting there and we're going, we're going and I'm pulling and I'm pulling and all of a sudden she pulls that fucking bowl piece and all that smoke went straight oh. into the back of my throat 
And you know, sometimes like when you swallow weed smoke instead of just blowing it out, like you you're coughing it out and yep. you're choking on air and and burping all at the same time. Well, all of that's happening, and then I puked. Oh. And then, <laughs> It was absolutely terrible. Bum, 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 bum. Yep. Bing bong. <laughs> so I go over and I lay down on the couch and I'm literally laying on her couch for the rest of the night. She had to call my mom and tell her that she was keeping me for the night because I she could not take me home. My <laughs> eyes were bloodshot red. I couldn't move. I was so dizzy. And then I didn't smoke weed again until um, when it became like a consistent everyday thing for me was when I was about 17. Um, You know, my parents had me on a lot of uh, different types of ADHD medications growing Mm. up. And I just I really didn't like the way they made me feel. Um, You know, I always turned into a zombie and I wasn't myself. I wasn't my hyper happy like Mm -hmm. let's go on adventures, you know. So um, I ended up flushing all of my (laughs) ADHD medication down the toilet and I moved to Vegas and started smoking weed every day. I love Las Vegas. I have a lot of fans from Vegas. I just, it's not a place for me. Oh, really? (laughs) It's really not. Yeah. I don't know if I could live there, Mm -mm. but I like to visit. Yeah. It's a great place to visit. Don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. I I have a lot of fun there. Oh yeah. And the weather's amazing. (laughs) I mean, they got little off-road trails. It's not. So no, no disrespect, Las Vegas. I, I really, really fucking love Vegas, but it's not green enough for me. Yeah, like, that's what it is. I'm an Oregonian. Yeah, like I need my mountains. I need my trees. Mm-hmm. Like I need my greenery. Like yeah. it's I can't I can't live in a, a non-green environment. Mm-hmm. Like I can even though like there is legalized smoking green, but yeah, it's not green enough for me. You know? Yeah, it's I, I really enjoyed the the weather there. I mean, hands down, the weather there is just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, um, for the real. off-roading trails that they have behind the although they had a, a gnarly ass heat wave when I was there one time. Oh and no, like hundred twenty. It was like it was like hundred and fourteen. Yeah, like and it was yeah. I felt like I got put in the dryer. It was fucking. It was yeah. really bad. I uh, I I remember one heat wave that we had while I was living there. I was I mean fuck. I was only like maybe nineteen at the time. I was at a house party and I was drinking in one hundred and fifteen degree weather in a hot tub, drinking <laughs> screwdrivers. Savage. It was not a good ending to the oh, night. Yeah. But let's dive into some weed talk, dude. So, um, how did you get into growing? Um. So, actually, it did start back. Um, <clears throat> Um, I'm just going to take it back a little bit. So when I first, wherever you need to go, when I first moved back to Oregon, um, about what it's been 11 years now, um, I ended up working for, um, seven 11 for like seven years. Um, I was, I was miserable. I didn't really like my job. You know, it was just not that great of a company to work for us putting in long hours. It was just, I, I drove everything I had heart and soul into this company to prove myself to one person in that entire company. And after like seven years, I was just like, and for years, for years, I used to tell my customers that would come into the store and they're like, Ricky, what are you doing here? And they're like, you're just, you're so great. Why are you wasting your life at Seven Eleven? I was like, you know, honestly, I was like, I can't be a marine biologist because I ain't trying to go to Florida to go to school. Right. Like, I was like, but honestly, if I if I could play with weed all day and get paid to do that, 
Yeah. I would love that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love weed. And this is back when everything was still illegal, of mm-hmm. course, you know. So they're yeah. like, oh, you be careful. <clears throat> blah, blah, like blah, weed, blah. quote unquote, jobs you could get was like as a trimmer. Right. Basically. Well, that wasn't even a thing back when I was doing 7 Eleven. Like, that was. What, what 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 time frame was this and what this years? was this was back when you like you, you call up like five or six people and whoever the fuck hits you back first and says you can come over and buy a quarter oh, at so their front door. yeah like a oh shit okay let's go back real quick uh this is like 11 years ago so like 2013 ish oh okay somewhere okay. in there okay. sorry i'm stoned <laughs> no no totally cool um, totally cool but yeah this, i mean it was still pretty illegal i think they had some medical stuff going on at the time where yeah. like um I'm, th- I'm 31 oregon, i totally remember those days too yeah they had like mm-hmm. oregon green free or something like that well, they have normal and then they have um uh are you talking about like the different like organizations they have yeah, there was like an. Or, my parents were part of this organization back then when I was um, when I had moved back that uh, you they would have like Christmas parties and everything, but you had to have a medical card oh, okay. uh, for I'm marijuana in order. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was that. It was pretty much around that time medical frame. Medical days though. were cool. It I was like, when it was know. worth having it, you know, yeah, like now exactly. I just feel like they rip you off and charge you an arm and a leg for a medical card and it doesn't really do you much good when everything's recreational. Yeah, exactly. Not much of a price difference anymore for, for sure, them, you exactly. know. Well, and especially like, you know, it's like I don't want to, I have a big love for the medical community, Me for too. the OMMP, like the OMMP start paved the way for everything. And so it's like they, mm-hmm. we need to keep our love for the medical patients. Well, and that's that's, that's I like why when, I think it's it's horrible that they don't get that much of a you know i try to keep it going i'm trying yeah <laughs> i try to get that patient priority that's what i call it yeah it's it just hopefully they can uh utilize the medical patients a little bit more because there are people out there who don't just smoke it to get stoned there's people out there who genuinely rely on this stuff to help them with exactly you know medical conditions you mm-hmm. know people who are who are really sick there's even like um, young kids who hell yeah, you know, who uses I've for, seen a for video. And I've seen a nausea. video personally of a kid having a seizure, and then yeah. the, the dad takes RSO and rubs it on his gums, mm-hmm. and then he freaking um, you know he, he kind down. of like, and then you literally see the seizure slow down, mm-hmm. stop, and then just the light come back on in his eyes, mm-hmm. like, and it was just nuts. And it, it was really, and it was it worked instantly. It, and it was crazy. It really just does some amazing things cannabis in general and i've just i've always been really really passionate about it um i i used to have a book i kept a log um obviously names are just names for weed strains and everything Mm -hmm. but before dispensaries were a thing when i would go to my buddy's house to go buy a bag of weed you know i would make sure that i would get the name from him and any information i could and then i would go home and i would smoke bowl for bowl and i would rate i would rate the weed on like how stony it was the flavors (sighs) i got from it so you had your own little leafly yeah i had like my own little book of like weed strains so like if i went back i'd be like hey man you still got any of that? Well, Do you still whatever? have this book? No, I don't. <sighs> no, dude, I, I did. I lost a lot of stuff. Um, after say, when I you become a super Vegas famous to... grower and brand, you know, fuck, it's gonna suck. <laughs> that's gonna be worth a lot of well, money. Well, I still like doing that stuff. Like that's what made me so great at the dispensary because I mm-hmm. a lot of my regular customers that came in to see me half the time they wouldn't even pick out their own weed. They would rely on me to pick out their weed because I was always very forthcoming about it. If it was shit weed, I'm gonna tell you it's shit weed. Yeah, I don't right. fuck around with that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna exactly. be like, 
oh yeah, you know, we got this. I hate it whenever I get like, that. You know, it's it's okay. Like no. Usually it's because there's some sort of bonus <laughs> if they sell that strain, or there's some sort of like thing that they'll get out of it if they sell that. That's usually right. why they push that sort of shit. Unless you just genuinely have a really shitty bud tender. Right, dude. And I just and I and I know that a lot of uh, a lot of my regular customers that would come in and see me, a lot of them were older people, you know. So mm-hmm. even if it was the case that they were just short five or six bucks, or I pull that shit out of my tip jar or my pocket yeah. and make it. So, here, let's sure. get you a fucking better shelf. You exactly. know what I mean? Because exactly. I care about people coming in and getting what they need. Mm-hmm. One thing that, um, like, because I said I'm really passionate about everything, but like one thing that really upsets me about the industry is that, you know, when you're, when you're doing intake at a, at a dispensary and you got to take, you know, your medical patients into consideration, you know, if you get something and it says that it's Durban poison, it's really Durban poison and you're selling it as fucking galaxy cookies or some shit like that. And I mean, or saying that it's an indica when it's a sativa. And I know for a lot of people that shit don't matter, but for some people it does. For some people you know it what I mean? really does. It really does. You know, yeah. for me personally, I used to smoke sativa all the fucking time, dude. And um, about seven years into smoking this shit all day, every day, my body did some weird chemical change or whatever. You I don't start having know. panic attacks and like anxiety? Yeah, my heart, I was in it, believe it or not, I was, I, uh, I had a field consultant at my Seven Eleven, while we were doing a reset in the cooler, and we've got the we've got the Budweiser dude there, and we're sitting there looking at schematics, figuring out like where we're gonna reshelf stuff, and you know, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go out and go smoke a cigarette. I'll be right back, and I go out there, and um, Joe, who owned One Draw, Two Draw, and Halsey or whatever, he used to come over, and I give him coffee, he give me a joint, you know, nice. always used to hook each other up, and he'd get, he knows I love sativa, and I went out there, and it was just some basic bitch trimmed. It wasn't even Nug Run, it was Trim Run. You know <laughs> what I mean, like. Just, basic little oops basic little joint i get in my car i light it up i take like three or four puffs off of it put it out spray perfume go back in the store get back in the cooler five minutes later my heart just started pounding and all the and like it just felt really heavy and i i felt like it was hard for me to breathe and like all of a sudden i wasn't okay was it like almost like you like regretted smoking it instantly I'm like my field consultant's gonna know I'm high I'm gonna lose my fucking job like I started getting paranoid I was like just focus on the fucking racks Ricky just you know look at the schematic you know don't freak out like I'm starting to like Mm. freak out out in body language wise because I'm freaking out that bad in my head Mm -hmm. and I was like what the fuck is wrong with me and I just felt really fluttery butterflies in my stomach never in my life had I like experienced that from weed before never Anyways, so uh, after about 25 minutes, I calm the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I get done with my shift and I go over there and I'm talking at Joe and, and I never smoked the Indicas before because I got to manage. I'm managing two stores at the at yeah. this point. So now you know you're thinking I mean? sativa like, energy. Yeah, keep me going. Like I got to go. I got orders. I got bankruptcy. Basically got- treating it. It's like it's funny because like it's almost like a, how like a Wall Street person looks at cocaine. 
pretty you know? much, but yeah. for weed, you know? Exactly. It's <laughs> like, like, that's your weed. Yeah, that for... was that was my get up for the day. You know, I got to deal with fucking grown ass people that are 20, 20 plus years older than me acting like they're fucking three years old over 20 cents in a fucking convenience store. Yeah, You know exactly. what I mean? Like, well, and I just... also, freaking my, my homeboy, I worked oh. at Applied Pantry, so I'm very familiar with the convenience store culture. Oh I used to God, hang out dude. with him on his shifts. Oh. And like also Graveyard seeing... shifts are lit. And it was graveyard <laughs> shift. Yeah, and it was yeah. on, a, it, was on it, was the, uh, it was the the plaid over on 100 12th and division yeah so not a shortage oh my man he feels my pain oh yeah <laughs> like and so i used to hang out with him on his shifts all the fucking time and it was nuts it you're was a funny. good friend oh, you were a sure. good fucking friend <laughs> oh i was a great friend because also i lived all you the way out with the beer runs probably well no i i helped uh so i so what i would do is i would sleep for a couple hours in the afternoon and what i would do is i would ride all the way out to a low i was i lived in a loa and i would ride trimet all the way over to his no work hang out with him on his entire shift Usually, I would like we'd like smoke a bowl together before he even left for work. I would hang out with him on his whole shift. Uh, the only reason was was because he uh, his lady would like would freaking work uh, go to school and then work and stuff like that. So and he had to watch the kids. So mm-hmm. I would come over and watch the kids while he would um, go to sleep for mm-hmm. a little while. So I would hang out That's with the really boys, cool of you. let him sleep, and then I'd be like, and then I would just you know hang out with the kids, clean his house a little bit, and freaking just kind of hang out, smoke up or whatever I want in the bathroom, and then um, he would you know freaking come back out, and then I would just go home, you know, and then we'd smoke That's up really and I'd cool. go home. Sometimes I would end up doing it like twice. Like and so Sometimes I would be up twice. for like two days. Oh like, shit! Yeah, dude. I remember one time when I actually finally the longest I'd stayed awake was like fifty-two hours Mm-mm. or something like that. It was nuts. No, nope. it was really crazy. When I had to work an eighteen-hour shift, it, I worked. I got there at seven o'clock in the morning, and I didn't get to go home until two thirty the next day. Um, and because I was managing, and yep. I was like nine employees short, and I was dealing with a changeover, and I was dealing with free Seven Eleven Slurpee Day, and Fuck. the orders, and freight, and see, I can imagine Seven Eleven's a whole other ball game because also you have hot food too. Plaid Pantry doesn't Absolutely. have hot food. Absolutely, yeah. It's the the only thing they make money on at a Seven Eleven is their hot food. Their donuts and anything in the fresh food case. All the snacks on the shelves, everything in the cooler, cigarette. They, you don't make jack shit off none of that. Yeah. Like, you don't make nothing. And it's, mm-hmm. I just, I don't like convenience stores anymore. Actually, I don't, I think I've been inside of a 7-Eleven one time. I'm sure you I have, like, a specific job. hatred for 7-Eleven because sometimes convenience stores mm-hmm. can be dope. The get and go here in Oregon City, they got my blunt wraps. I love those guys. <laughs> no, I will go to a fucking tobacco store. I will drive 30 minutes out of my way to go get blunt wraps to not have to walk foot. It's like oh, PTSD, go over, dude. Go over here to uh, the mm. Beaver Creek spot over by Albertsons. There's a tobacco store over there. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, uh, House of Pipes or whatever. Uh, no, no, not House of Pipes. Over there off of um, Beaver Creek and 213. You know where the Sherry's is at? Oh, there's a... Oh, there is right where the uh, military school thing is by the Dutch brothers. It's like yes. in between. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So it's like it's like tucked in the back. So mm-hmm. like if you were to pull in, the Albertsons would be on your right. There? Yeah. Do they got any CBD like hemp wraps? Because I, I heard that so. shit's bomb. I think so. I, think, I, I know I've that. seen them have like hemp wraps. They have Crop Kings there, and they have some other ones and shit. I have I have something that I want to do with Crop Kings. I have like a little project. I'll tell you about it off the podcast, but. Because that hip- would be fucking dope. Yeah, because a hippie speedball is coffee and weed. So that's the whole concept. I fucking love that. Yeah, isn't that a cool idea? I'll you know what the awesome out. thing about your whole coffee and weed thing is? Is that the coffee also cleanses the palate 
for and the what's weed. really funny is most of us do That's it anyway most in. of us most of us love smoking weed and drinking coffee it's like super relaxing and everything and also it's been proven that smoking weed and drink, drinking coffee puts you into a flow state why don't we have coffee right now but um, oh, how do we know should we be making coffee right i don't know if i should um pretty late i'm probably not gonna have any coffee right it's now probably not a good idea yeah but we can take a bong hit let's do that yeah let's pause for the cause i can just put something in here it's like let's all go to the lobby <laughs> I'll play that. you just hear like, like the hippie speedball podcast will return after these messages let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. <laughs> I actually have put perfect. that. I've put that in a couple episodes. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, um, it's public so, domain. <coughs> so I ended up. Long story short, about the whole Seven Eleven thing, finished up seven years with the company. Finally broke. Had enough with it. Fuck yeah. Blood, sweat, tears into this place. My everything. Um, and then I, uh, ended up getting an interview with the owner of the company Rosa for uh, La Mota. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you got to start somewhere in the industry. That's what I mean. mean. Like it was your first, you got the job. This was my, yeah, I got the job. I got my base start. I'm not really a fan of La Mota, but neither. Yeah. No, I was just saying like a nice, you got, boom, you're in. Yeah. I don't want to talk shit on the company for, whatever reasons but say whatever just, you want i don't give a fuck yeah i just i i don't it's not it wasn't for me but i stayed with them for almost two years hey um, that's what's up though i uh managed it turnover I, rates high in the industry so two yes, years is a is. fucking minute you go through a lot in two mm-hmm. years in the industry stayed there the whole time during my pregnancy <clears throat> nice. had my baby fucking right soldier. Back, and then um i just i i got two years under my belt i started off as i was actually hired on to manage the location because mm. of my given prior experience with 7-eleven okay but i didn't want to walk in and when i went in there like as a secret shopper and checked it out after the interview to kind of oh. fill out the employees and they had such the employee the the company fucked the company so can, the employees you, that were there can you pause that real quick yes so i had a very similar introduction into the industry myself because mm-hmm. i was actually managing a distillery uh oh. but a, a tasting room and so okay. i was i was the tasting room manager and uh, when my first job into the industry, I actually got hired on as a manager in training, but like in secret. <laughs> yep. So, so like, <laughs> was it? How that works. I was gonna say, was it very similar for you? Where they were like, "Don't tell anybody about no, your position." No, I. Because so, that's how it was for me, and so I was like, "That's weird." What it was is that she 
she hired me to be the manager. That's how the interview ended. Like I was supposed to walk in and be the manager. But oh, when that's I, what's up. When I stopped in there on my way home just to kind of see what I was going to be working with employee wise. I, I mean, I just got done doing seven so years you were just of secret management. shopping for, for experience, for culture. I wanted basically. to see gotcha. what kind of people I was going to be managing because it's a good idea. Yeah. It's you like know? your own impersonal glass door review. Exactly. I wanted <laughs> to see how I was going to be helped if, you know, like where do I need to start on, you know, how can we improve this store? Because yeah. I was all about raising gross profits. It's going to be like, fuck you, fuck you, exactly. fuck you. Exactly. You're cool. Yeah, fuck pretty you, fucking I'm much. <laughs> and, uh, and I walked in there and the employees that were in there were just, they were so amazing. Their, their vibe was good. There was Big Red and, and there was Gabe and um, a couple of other people. And uh, I just... I really liked how Wait, Big Red was he Big Red was he like a big kind of like Pacific Islander guy with like big like red hair? Uh, he was big, tall, white, ginger. Oh, okay. Uh, six foot three. He was just okay. he was huge. But oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, no. Um, but, I, I was gonna say I've met several Reds in reds, the industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just a really cool vibe. And after I left there, like I went in there to buy one joint, and I left with five joints. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, fucking upsold me, dude. Like, that's great. I don't usually let people do that to me. But he was just, he was really passionate about when he was talking about the weed and like telling me, you know, terpene flavor. Like, he was just really getting into it, describing what it was to me. And I absolutely adored that instantly because I do that for people, you know? Like, I don't, I'm going to be 100% honest with you when it comes to the product. If it's schmeh. I'm going to tell you, if it's top shelf, I'm going to fucking flaunt it and tell you it's fucking top shelf, you know? <laughs> Sorry, forgive I'm, me. I'm just checking something real Yeah, quick, absolutely. Sorry. You're fine. But I've got very high expectations for, for product, you know, as is. So I ended up contacting Rosa later that night and I told her, um, I don't want to be a manager. I was like, I would love to come in and be a bud tender. I may have all this experience, but this is a different type of an industry. I want to learn how they work and then maybe move up from there. If that's okay with you, because you should learn. My whole thing is, is if you're going to manage a place, you have to learn every single department. You need to know everything. And on top of that, you need to be willing to do anything that you would expect anybody else below you to do. You know what I mean? I was the same exact way with my management philosophy. My management philosophy was I would never ask my employees to do something that That I didn't already that I wouldn't do or if I haven't done a billion times exactly I'll get down on that floor and scrub if you don't if you're not feeling well run the register I'll scrub the fucking floor you know what I mean like I don't I believe in all of us doing what we need to do to make it work together. hundred percent. You know? So, and I've always been like that. And, and that's what kind of ruined it for me at the dispensary because I'm so passionate and I care so much. Yeah. Um, and, and it's probably not all the way healthy because sometimes you get too attached to just wanting to make things work, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, I mean, it was a really good two years. I learned a lot um, about the business aspect of the dispensary. I learned, you know, I learned a lot of stuff about metric and how, you know, the customer basis of everything. I had customers come in. Like I said, they would have me pick out their stuff for them because they 
they relied on me. I was always so spot on about describing what the high was like. And I always reminded people too, we all got different body chemistry. So this is how I felt when I smoked it. You might get something a little bit different, but this is what it was for me. And I was always And that's the only way we can on. give like advice too, because well, you're yeah. not allowed you're not allowed to give medical advice. No, hundred percent not. You know, but I would always <laughs> share my experience because I would mm-hmm. try almost I would always make it a point to try and try everything that yeah. came in, you know, buy what I could and um that way I'd be like, Hey, we got you guys should really be checking this out today, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I my back was hurting yesterday, I smoked a bowl of this, I feel fucking great, blah, 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 blah. You know, so our our business actually spiked in the two years that I was there and I took a nice. lot of pride in that. And I, you know, me and a couple of people worked really, really hard to put a good solid team Hell together yeah. and we and became bank. like a little family, you know, that's what's up. Fortunately, higher ups kind of destroyed it and started ripping it apart, God, making things like, not work. This is like exactly what happened with my distillery. Yeah. And I was <laughs> yeah. really sad about it. And so, um, crazy. I left, I left the dispensary after two years and I went and I decided, okay, well, I really want to be a grower and I've only got two years experience of being a manager and a bud tender at a dispensary and a lot of the jobs that I was looking at at the time, they were requiring that you had a little bit more experience than I already had under my belt. So I went and got a job as a trimmer at Hoodview Cannabis and I trimmed with them for a little little over a year I believe mm-hmm. um, my last two months with them I was starting to get into the sales aspect of things and so I got a little taste of what it's like to get to go out to all the dispensaries yeah. and try and sell the weed as a processor and everything and I did you know I fucked it I trimmed two pounds in eight hours <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was I've always like just been so passionate about everything I do in the industry well unfortunately um, sometimes processors run out of product and I just I that would have been the third time that I was being told that they didn't have any work for me to do. And so we kept getting laid off and, Mm. um, that's you frustrating. Know, I've got a I've got a three year old daughter. Exactly. And, I was gonna say, and, and as a parent, you can't yeah, fuck around with you that. You know, and and so and I don't have uh you know I I pay out of pocket for everything, so I can't be losing my job like that or being inconsistent, you know, with paying bills. So I was really down. I was going. I was this whole growing job. How I got into Three Finger Farms was literally in my eyes just. A blessing because the son of the people who owned Hoodview Cannabis, the processing center that I just got laid off from, Mm -hmm. I ran into their son, Jake, at Albertsons. I was walking into Albertsons to go get some diapers for my daughter. And as I was walking in, he was walking out. We do one of those sideways just glances and we like lock eyes. But (laughs) we did like actually say anything. (laughs) And I go to the store and like and I couldn't really tell if that was him like he had just gotten a haircut or whatever so it didn't really look like Jake but it looked like Jake so so I didn't say anything so I come out of the store and I start walking to my car and uh, I notice that his fucking he had a he had a Tahoe with Lamborghini doors oh shit (laughs) Jake is extra Jake is definitely extra Um, but I noticed I was like god that really looks like Jake's Tahoe. And it's like all of a sudden parked by my car. I always park at the end of the aisles away from all the other fucking cars. Okay. Because I don't give a fuck about walking 100 feet to I'm the, the goddamn exact door. the same way, actually. <laughs> Who the fuck cares, dude? It beats driving 10 minutes in a parking I, lot I would rather a front parking spot. That's what I'm saying. Is like I would rather walk a little extra than have to deal with the assholes <laughs> at the front of the parking lot. Right. <laughs> 
So, um, so I'm walking up to my car, and all I see, like, because he's got tinted windows, and so I couldn't really see into the car, and all I see is just this head, like, fucking just bobbing back and forth, like, looking me up and down and everything. <laughs> and he, like, rose down the window a little bit. I'm like, Jake? And he's like, Ricky, I thought that was your car. I thought that was you walking in there. I'm like, you fucking creeper. What are you doing? He's like, I just want to say hi. How you doing? You know, and we got to talking. I was like, you know, dude, it's just it's really rough. Like, I really need to be able to provide for my kid, you know, like and and I I want to be able to wait until your dad tells us we can come back to work. But, you know, it just I can't be inconsistent. He's like, you know what? I think I got some side work for you to do. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, up at Three Finger Farms, they just harvested and they need an extra pair of hands to hang branches on the cages and to buck some product. And I was like, I'm the girl. I got it. I'll, whatever they want me for however long they want me, I'm the girl. They got me. And um, I showed up for my first week, got all the work done. And um, I don't know, like three or four days, I got all the work done. And they're just like, you're really fast at this. I was like, I got got work to do. I was like, you right. guys need help with anything else, you know? And they're <laughs> like, well, I mean, you could scrub the tables if you Isn't want. It crazy how and I like was, how like when you come from a different industry where you have to hustle your ass off, oh, how yeah. low the bar is actually set whenever you come into cannabis. People are like, "Whoa, you're already done with that?" Yeah, like, no, dude. I was they like, were all dumbfounded. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." Like, I came here to hustle, motherfucker. What do you want me to do? I got shit to do. <laughs> exactly. And so and so I was like, "Oh, you need the table scrubbed?" I was like, "I got you." And it was rows 1 through 4. There's eight rows in the whole room right now and uh I got all rows, all rows one through four scrubbed and done within uh, a day and a half. I had Katie come down and help me. She's one of my best friends. Absolutely adore her. She was here uh, vendor night. Oh, nice. But me and her, she's down on the floor with the vacuum scrub or uh, using the shop vac under the tables, getting all the leaves. I'm on top scrubbing the tables. We got done, knocked it all out. They're like, awesome and they're like well we'll call you if we need any more work and i didn't hear anything for a couple weeks and i was starting to stress out a little bit and Mm, then uh, i hate that and they ended up um what was it what got me in there i think i think they needed help five leafing or something and they're like well we can teach you how to do it you know if you want to come back and it just slowly turned into me showing up every single day. And I'm just like, you guys need me tomorrow? I'll be here tomorrow. I can show up tomorrow. If you guys need the help, I'm here. You know, like, I'm willing. I would love to learn how to do this. I was like, I've always been passionate about weed. This is actually what I really want to do. I've always wanted to be a grower, but I've been trying to get all this experience under my belt, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you realize you have to get your first credit card in order to build credit so you can get into a house. That's I yeah. realized I had to do all these steps to get to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I promise you, if you just give me a chance, I will work so hard for your company. Just give me a chance to prove myself. And they did. And I've been there for about a year now. And um, I've been growing weed this whole time. Um, really, uh, I just... It's really Jason. Uh, Jason's the lead grower there. Okay. Um, if it wasn't for Jason, I wouldn't know 
anything. We'll I wouldn't have to get know. Jason on the podcast, uh, too. Jason absolutely has to be on the podcast. Jason, if, I know you're probably listening, so let's do it. But. <laughs> yeah, he is absolutely amazing. You know, he uh, he taught me everything that I know. Um, he's given me the confidence, all the tricks that I've learned. Um, and honestly, like I said, this this harvest that we just chopped down, Everything is so beautiful and it's all because of his knowledge, you know, nice. um, I mean, and we're all just a really good team there. We work really, really well together. We're kind of, you know, like a little knit tight community there. Like if somebody fucks up, we all fuck up. You know I what I mean? That. Like, and we just, we try really hard to make it work. Nobody, nobody takes unnecessary days off. We're there every day. You gotta grinding the team and like hustling. a tripod. If one of right. us falls, we all fall. Exactly. You know, we're there doing the bucking, the growing, the trimming, the, even the owner of the company comes down and helps out. You know what I mean? Even she's in there getting her hands dirty. She's bucking the weed. She's trying to help during harvest. You know, she's nice. out selling the product and you know, we're there, you know, trying to produce it. And we just, it's, you guys have amazing product too, by the way, I'm going to hit this. And yeah. so while I'm hitting this, uh, can you, how did, did you, did you ever get the story of how they came up with the name three finger farms? Yeah. So it was actually, uh, I need to hear this cause you guys, logo is cool. I will. I mean, so remember back in the day, three fingers was like a quarter, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. so that's pretty so, much what it is. And they just yeah. really like the whole skeleton look. Exactly. Badass, like, and I'm, pirate princess oh obviously a big fan of the spookier <laughs> things in life yeah absolutely so, i just like uh one of, the, one of the things i really loved about it though is because i've actually ordered my whiskey three fingers and that's exactly how i like my whiskey that's perfect is three fingers and i've had <laughs> so many bartenders be like what <laughs> like, they have no what idea what i'm talking about? about yeah and i'm like uh just about like that high <laughs> shot in half please not a double but shot in half <laughs> yeah and it's just like yeah it's, well, it's basically when you put ice it's basically a double yeah it's basically much. a double with ice and so that's about three fingers but i think that was that was that's so cool because it's like it's taking that old school kind of like sinatra element and putting it with weed and then you have the skeleton i'm like these are like three of like my favorite things what so, are the odds it's <laughs> What are the odds? And also, you happen to be in my spot at the social club. Right. And also, I mean, it's like, it's the hat trick, you know? It yeah. was freaking all those things, like bam, bam, bam. You know? I, for those that don't know, the hat trick is something that comes in threes. I absolutely... Um I was really stoked to hear that they're a little bit more old fashioned about this stuff. That's why when on vendor day, we did everything in like the little sandwich baggies and like twisted them up into like little fucking loved it. Fucking loved it. I I was just thinking recently, I think I actually said this on an episode of the podcast, how it would be really cool if, if we could sell weed and like, in like sandwich baggies like right, and then you just dude. print out the label slap it on a sandwich baggie and twist it up and hand it to her right like, there you go bro <laughs> how cool would that be like uh, that would just you'd be probably so- get a whole bunch of people come i dropped all my weed outside man well, so those child safe bags <laughs> welcome back to the old days i had a joke i did at the open mic here last night that was really good that you know because one of the things i don't like i'm not gonna do the whole bit but like one of the things it was basically one of the things i don't like about legalization is like these new like post-legalization potheads that are trying to like educate us about it you know it's like yeah. you're trying to tell me how to smoke my weed whenever you're the same person that would call the cops when i try to sell weed to your sister it's like go fuck yourself man yeah it's like, don't exactly you know it's like you're not a fucking pothead you're a trendy little snitch that's you're what you a trendy are little snitch <laughs> and so like i've got more Bat, I got through more bats than the Yankees. Go fuck Emotional yourself. Emotional damage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Dude. But anyway, yeah. uh but these um 
uh, I had a joke about like, and I talked about this on the High Bud Tenders crossover where they need to make a dispensary so all these people know what we had to go through to buy our weed. Mm-hmm. Like they need to make it so it's like it's set up like a dude's living room. And there's only one strain you get to choose from. You walk into a dispensary, dude's just sitting there in a fucking lazy boy with a shag carpet. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then he's just like, it's just like, it's only one uh, strain. No, one strain. You and don't you have get to, no other choice. And you have to pay whatever the fuck he's going to charge, right? Uh, you find out your friend got it 20 bucks cheaper because he's exactly. known him longer. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, that's good. And then you oh, got to freaking, fucked. and then you got to stay for like 30, 45 minutes because the neighbors might get suspicious, you know? <laughs> and then they're going to challenge you to like Madden or Call of Duty or something like that. Dude. And I think that would be a great idea. <clears throat> I did I that. Think I did it'd be that. cool for, just to try it out. I did that for a bit last night and it fucking killed. This whole place was fucking just rolling on that. Dude, that's fucking, I mean, that's actually almost a legitimate idea. Like, isn't that I a feel g- like you should try idea. and make that happen. Like try to, yeah. Try and make that happen because you gotta call it like Dante's house or something. Like Dante's that. house. Oh shit! <laughs> he said Dante's house. God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I was thinking like on Grandma's boy. Grandma's, yeah. No, that's why I was fucking yeah, laughing. I, I was like, it. he said Dante's house. I love that's it. How we're getting down with it. I watched that movie Fuck. when I was when I had uh, mushrooms coming on one time. Oh it no, was, it was fun. It was great actually. Last time I took mushrooms, I watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It was uh, it I was seen phenomenal. That movie in forever. It's so good. I went through a serious Hunter S. Thompson phase back <gasps> in the day. I went through a pretty bad Adam Sandler phase. I love Adam Sandler. Though. So do I. He was really good. I even I love you know, Grown Ups. It's a great movie. I quote all the time. I'm like, kids pie. I'm <laughs> 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 like, hey. Oh, you know, you know the movie that he does where he's got like seven brothers, the old Western one. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, The Ridiculous Six or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah. I fucking love that. I haven't movie. seen it yet, but I saw it on Netflix. Wait, you haven't seen that movie? No, not yet. Did you watch uh, uh, Hubie Halloween or Hubert Halloween or whatever it's called? The Halloween movie he did? It's on Netflix. I, I'm pretty sure I've it's a, seen it's that. great. It's great because apparently he like he was pissed. He made a I don't know if it was a joke or a serious thing, but he said that he was really pissed off that he didn't win an Oscar for Uncut Gems. Oh, and dude. so what he, he said, he vowed to make a fuckload of really bad movies. Did he make a fuckload of bad movies? Then he came out with Hubie Halloween, and then apparently there's some other ones in the works or something. But and that's funny because it's got there all was of that his... one where he like pretended to be a sister too or whatever. Jack and the... Jill. Yeah, that was pretty fucking, fucking horrible. Garbage. Dude. That was the most. Garbage. Did you ever see That's My Boy? Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about that. <laughs> so fucking. <laughs> it's definitely a, like a love hate relationship with that movie. I've I got mixed imagine. emotions. Right, mixed emotions is pretty accurate. Would you I guess, say? Yeah, I or guess. you just like straight like fuck that shit. I think it's funny. Like I think it's like honestly, like my favorite parts are like. Wait, are we thinking about the same movie? I don't know. That's my boy. Is the one where he's with Andy Samberg. All the boys go to the strip club, and whole boy cheats on his like wife or whatever with the stripper. Oh yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. That, Same yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's got the fucking <coughs> band tattooed on his back. Oh yeah, he's got uh yeah, he's got freaking um, new kids on the block. Yes, yeah, tattooed yes, on his that, back. Okay, we are talking about the same movie. That was a really fucked up movie. What was it? The dad in the fucking spare bedroom with all of grandma's pictures. Oh my god! And the fucking I, sailor's outfit. Like, bro, no, don't you fucking. Do- oh, he's then, doing it. He's the, fucking doing and it. And then the grandma walks in. She's like, "I'm gonna ride you like a Model T." <laughs> No, I fucking lost it. I fucking lost it. I can't. Oh, it's I, fucking, oh, I, 
just like, oh, fuck. Fuck, fuck your eardrums. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, that was great. So when when I talk about shit, like I literally see it in my fucking head. So I literally just watched like part of that movie in my head. Okay, sorry. And that was really funny. Oh my god. I, 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 I don't even it's know what just happened. That was like tripping without tripping. It was funny because like I immediately <laughs> thought like when you said that you saw it in your head, I thought of another uh, on Grown Ups. Whenever oh, David no. Spade is like, it's actually David Spade. Um, he's like Rob Schneider kind of looks away for a second. David Spade's like, uh oh, Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line of that he's movie is actually from David Spade. He's like, uh oh, it's Captain Caring of the SS melodrama. <laughs> <laughs> Are we phrasing? David Spade's the fucking man. Oh, I love it. Fuck, dude. It's fucking That's great. I, I know, but honestly, both of those movies are great. I was really surprised. The second movie is awesome because they throw that party, the 80s party, and then everybody's in like the costumes and shit of all the different people. I thought that was really fucking cool. Why am I not remembering that? I think I'm lo- totally thinking of Ted right now. I love Ted. That was a really great movie. Both of them are. Singing in vows. Yeah. Honestly, the key to singing like the, like that is like sing with your mouth as closed as possible. You're just like, spoken Who is the who is the superhero that showed up to the party that was doing all the cocaine with fucking Ted? Um. Do you remember? Yeah, and I, I remember. I remember the scene. I can't remember the person though. Wasn't it Hulk Hogan? No. No. I don't fucking remember. Oh, it was. Um, it wasn't. Uh, oh no, it was the. Um, oh my god, it was the guy from. <laughs> The show that they talked about. Oh my god! I'm so stoned. Me too. I'm fucking lit, dude. <laughs> oh my god! What was that? It's uh. Oh, Aquaman. Fuck. <laughs> Flash. Spons- Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Flash That's Gordon. That's what it was. Immediately, it was funny because like as soon as the, it popped up in my head, like the song started playing. <laughs> Oh god! I need to clip the actual song right to there. It's like you, right when it right just... when it appears, you just hear flash. Ah, <laughs> just, just that. <laughs> I think I would be disappointed if I didn't hear the flash now. Oh, here's another thing that I want after my death. I want my funeral to start with that one. Remember back when you'd go to the movie theaters and that surround sound little thing would play? It'd be like that. Like it has that. I want my yeah. funeral to start with that. Oh dear God! Like who's got the PowerPoint? Like, did you make the PowerPoint? What's really funny is I want and I want my homeboy Eric if he's still alive. I told him it's his job. I was like, if you're still alive when I'm dead, I need you just don't say anything. Oh, Wait man. for everybody to be sitting down. Don't say anything. Go up there and push the button. Go down and sit down. And then you just hear that. People would be like. God damn it, Joe. Because like everybody would start laughing. What a tension breaker. You know what? This is going to sound or, terrible. Or, but actually, I... or actually, it would be even better if he was like, Joe wanted this to play before we do anything. And then you just hear the... <laughs> People were like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Sorry, gonna go ahead. terrible, but I totally want to come to your funeral. I feel like it's going to be fun. That's what I want. Like, I could... 
I could like crawl under your casket, right? And just like have a little bubble machine. <laughs> so wow, that plays. You just got bubbles coming up. I'm gonna request that I have I'm gonna request that I have dry ice put in my casket so steam can come off the side. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He's so he's ripe, fellas. <laughs> ripe as shit. So it's all like it looks all like smokes coming out of the casket. Oh, looks God. all super dope. Uh, fucking, we got like it, the whole Just makeup as- scene. He's got like cosplay going on, but like a really cheesy like sixties version of a vampire. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Speaking of vampire, I had a really great idea for a product, and they don't exist. You probably sell a lot of those too. I feel like especially Go down to the Saturday market. Do they even still have the Saturday market? Well, I have a lot of I have a lot of witchy ladies that follow the podcast, so I can get them to promote it for me. Fuck yeah! I can just make a freaking like a Hello, beautiful witchy ladies. Exactly. Well, some <laughs> of them some of them have slid up in my DM, so it'd be pretty easy to make it happen. So it's it's okay. <laughs> and some of them did not take the rejection and grace either. Like they were kind of like little like meh about it like there's been a couple that totally respected why my... though why can't you just be like okay with it i don't know like i don't know i think it's just because they obviously have a lot that they're dealing with and that's that's, that's their way of dealing with it is by projecting it onto someone else i don't take it i don't take it to heart to be honest there's just yeah, take it with a grain of salt. exactly i don't give a fuck i've you know whenever someone's not emotionally like whenever they're feeling in that position they they feel like they can get wronged like that so, like, if you reject them, they feel like you wronged them. And, you know, especially, like, if you're a person like me that's naturally really nice, it can be it can be mistaken for flirtatious. Yeah. And so. I deal with that all the fucking time. I can't imagine that. <laughs> I can't imagine that you ever deal with that. You're such a fucking liar. I'm, I'm tired of spending these lies on the podcast. Okay. This is not the platform <laughs> for dishonesty. Okay. You know how, like, klepto is an issue, but, like, I'm a klepto, but for lies. But for lies. <laughs> I've been lying this entire time. I don't grow weed. It's like one of those I Pepsi w- commercials. Actually, I'm not a grower. I'm an agent. <laughs> I'm Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Oh, you grow really good weed, bud. Thank you. It's definitely a team effort. Like I said, without Charles and without Jason... Like, I mean, I, I, there was other people there at one point. We had David and we had Zach and they just, they ended up wanting to go a different direction. And What's whatnot. your favorite strain? My favorite, that's a fucking loaded question. Oh. Okay, so actually I'm just going to go ahead and... Um, GMO cookies. Okay, cool. Sweet. I was going to try to reframe huge. the question, but that's perfect. Yeah, I'm huge on strains that have like, I because flavor is a and huge thing And let's remind people, me. what does the GMO stand for? Genetically modified organism. This is genetically modified oh, I thought it had a different. I, I thought the GMO stood for something. It does stand for something. I just haven't fucking answered that question since the dispensary life. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Isn't it like garlic? What does GMO stand for? I know that it's got like Platinum Girl Scout cookies and um, garlic something. I was going to say, isn't it garlic something? The story on GMO stands for genetically modified organism. So, um, well, what about like GMO strain? Yep. Maybe try to specify on the search. Um, like, what what does GMO mean? Weed. Yep. 
Just put weed at the end. What is... What is... Let's see what I can find. What is the cross strains to make GMO cookies? Garlic cookies and chem dog and Girl Scout cookies. Perfect. Awesome. Definitely garlic was in there. But yeah, I definitely like the... Um, I like that earthy tones to the weed. You know, this is going to sound weird, but it's like a almost tastes like fresh dirt. See, honestly, I wouldn't so, go eat fresh dirt, but like, no, for sure. It's just because got that fresh I actually taste. really enjoy that too. I like a really good skunky earthy weed. Yeah. Like, I do like me some fruity strains every once in a while. Forbidden I, fruits good. Yeah. And so like, uh, what was the two wheat strains that you brought here on your um, night? I brought duck, duct tape and rain pops and gorilla glue. Yeah. So the, uh, the duct tape and the rain pops, mm-hmm. um, rain rain pops and gorilla glue. Like so, you brought three strains. Yeah, you were gone when the gorilla glue showed up. Oh, okay, okay. So I was gonna say I don't remember grabbing you, any gorilla yeah, glue. Yeah, you didn't get the gorilla glue because you were gone. Yeah, I, I, but I, I came back. But <laughs> you did I had, come back. I had to fucking step forward and do some daddy business. I know. But it was you know how it is. Yeah, I totally Forget understand, dude. <laughs> so, uh, but that shit was fucking bomb, and I liked it because it was like an earthy kind of like sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Like I can, and I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. So me and Hazard, we were actually, and it reminded me of a roasted marshmallow. A roasted marshmallow. I think the rain pops reminds me of like a roasted marshmallow. I think that's what it was. It was the rain pops. Purple weed. Yeah, it was the purple one. Yes, hundred percent. Um, so that one. So the rain pops. Um, it's. It may only be like 19%, but that strain is actually made for like helping with nausea and sickness. Mm, and Yeah. So I bet Hazard know. fucking dug it a lot too. Yeah. You just did mm-hmm. a three minute toks with him, right? Yeah. 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 We were sitting there talking about the rain pops, the duct tape. I mean, the market's so overflowed with the duct tape. I liked it. Um, but like I said, when we were doing vendor day, it was kind of a disappointment for me because the weed that I brought, it wasn't our best quality. We were in between switching, switching over from a different nutrient line oh, and whatnot. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm trying to, you know, put something together at some point so I can come back and actually bring back the quality we are really producing now. Mm. You know, the the dedication that we have from me and Charles and Jason to this farm is just three of us growing everything, you know? So the dedication that we have to this, we've uh, really put forth that extra little bit of effort. It, it takes shows. To I mean, you guys produce. are, you guys are fucking producing a quality fucking Wait product. Wait till you see the next stuff we're bringing out. I can't it's wait to try it out better. because we're, we, we, you know, had a little discussion about possibly a little partnership. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe a little something, something. I, don't I think know. we make something happen. Uh, I have a good <laughs> feeling, but yeah, no, I, I fucking can't wait to try more because you guys grow really, really good weed and, I try to I, I try to shop by the farmer as much as I possibly can, you mm-hmm. know, like and so what what are you guys going to be changing about is what it is like the way that you do things? Um, OK, so I mean, I mean, obviously not everybody's perfect when it comes to learning. There's so many different ways to grow weed, you know, sometimes yeah. your system isn't always the best system, you know. So well, yeah, we, you have to evolve. Right. So we had just uh, there was a couple of tricks that were shown to us when it comes to like five leafing and um, you know, plant placement with the trellis and just little things that you can tweak to help the, you know, bud production and how much you're getting off the plant and how big it's growing, how much light it's getting. Mm. I mean, all of that stuff matters, you know. You want the entire plant above the trellis to get as much light as possible to get 
you know, mm-hmm. really good, consistent buds, you know, being consistent with not overwatering or underwatering. That's really important. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want the plant halfway dying just to try and come back. You don't want to constantly be stressing it out. You want to keep the girls happy, you know. Mm-hmm. So and this what sort of light cycle do you guys do? Um, so for the veg room, it's, uh, I think the lights are only off for about from 12 to six. So six hours Damn. is when the lights are off and for then the veg room. hours. And then on. 18 hours on. That's and crazy. then the flower room <laughs> sorry jason's the light cycle person so oh, i'm trying okay, to remember gotcha. the lights shut off every day at 6 p.m and then they turn on at six o'clock in the morning for the flower room oh okay okay so i might be wrong about the bedroom light cycle mm. um when i go in there to do like the spraying and everything with the green cleaner and whatnot i had this guy on the podcast and he raised a, a really interesting point that i was gonna i was gonna bring up to you because you're a grower so you know a little bit more about this than i do mm-hmm. or a lot a lot more about this than i do but he was like saying um like that it uh, like he's experienced he's experimented with uh, shorter light cycles because like uh, that you know naturally a cannabis plant only really has about like like maybe like seven hours of direct sunlight per day and then the rest mm-hmm. of it is like kind of like winded down and he's found like really really good results from it have you guys ever tried that or do you know anything about like that sort of stuff no I actually 100% agree with that too oh, okay. no I okay. really do it just <laughs> it seems I, to make sense no it really does well I mean well he's not wrong about what he's saying I mean if you think about it if you're growing weed naturally outside you know for it's an only outdoor gonna have grow an it's only ex- gonna have that yeah for an indoor grow I do feel like it's a little bit different depending on well especially since the volume you guys need to produce too (laughs) exactly i think um depending on what um what type of way you're going about growing your weed i mean um putting it in the dark or having it not have as much light on it you know making it more cold in the room you can change the colors of the plants by doing so it's or essentially considered like so amazing freezing the plants you know so amazing how (coughs) that might be the wrong term well it's so Um, amazing how cannabis and just plants in general have this ability to communicate with one another to adapt to the environment that mm -hmm. they're in and they're like hey guys we're switching things up a bit they're really really sensitive when we take the plants from the bedroom and we put that stuff in the flower room like they're going to two completely different life cycles or light cycles and it's really stressful on the plant so they might be really droopy for a couple days and that happens within a matter of hours too so crazy so sensitive you know like Mm. um if you underwater a plant or something for one day you come in the next day it's completely drooped over or something Mm -hmm. because if you know somebody didn't water that one it's like it's starved it's like it's a person who just starved and it's just crazy to watch how fast it dies and how fast it bounces back too yeah you know it's a very resilient plant that's the thing is cannabis is so much more resilient than people realize like it can take a lot of wear and tear it can (laughs) but you're also not going to produce very good quality bud by putting it through wear and tear well no 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 for sure definitely it definitely can with withstand quite a bit we uh Mm -hmm. we had one plant we we had to unfortunately destroy because it just Mm. didn't take um but uh, you got to let it sit for three days on camera before actually 
destroying it and getting rid of it and whatnot. That motherfucker somehow <laughs> almost seemed like it got stronger out in the lobby area instead of where it was supposed to be growing at the first. Flux. I was like, how in the fuck are you going to be sassy like that? Like, I'm supposed to be killing you. It can't die. We're gonna, gonna, you should name that strain Keith Richards. Keith Richards. <laughs> That's a great name for a weed strain. never going to die, bitches. That's a great name for a weed strain, oh, actually. God. Keith Richards. That would be a good one. That's a great name for a weed strain if it hasn't been taken. So, I mean, um, what... Uh, fuck, you got me so lit. I was going to ask a question about growing stuff. Uh, I told you this was going to happen at some point. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It's totally cool. It's totally all right. Um, oh, fuck. I was going to talk about... We talked about the light cycles. Talking about... Oh, I, oh, so have you guys ever... That was cool. Uh, so did you guys... Uh, have you guys ever developed your own strain? Or are you guys working on that at all? Um. So that... God, I wish Jason was here right now. Um. So from what I understand about that, that's a little bit more difficult to do, especially with where our farm is specifically at right now. We're okay. trying to... You know, get the ball moving on a lot of things. They've been around for five years, but it wasn't a very good um, management beforehand. So, sorry, I'm not trying to. Be no, rude. you're totally fine. <laughs> I'm not bothered by it at all. Um, um, it wasn't in really good hands beforehand. So when um, Sadie really took over and she tried to turn the farm back around into the direction it was supposed to go in, um, we're just trying to get on top of that once we do i imagine that we're gonna at least try i can't imagine why we wouldn't but obviously prioritizing things that you know we're trying to get another area of the ho- the warehouse we're in you know opened up so we can have two grow rooms going we're hoping eventually we're gonna do a build onto the bedroom and we're gonna have a secondary grow room and we'll have one for indicas one for sativas you know as most people know it takes a lot longer to grow sativa plants that's why the market's usually overran by indica strains because you can produce that a lot faster um but uh so it's a little bit more of a process to do that stuff. So yeah, I would definitely be really excited to talk to him more about it because I've always wanted to develop my own strain for the heavy speedball. It ta- it it can it's pretty financially because um, in order to claim rights on a strain, mm-hmm. you have to get original genetics, um, like seed wise. That's and what you I mean. You would have to like, buy into that as well. Like yeah. sometimes that can cost like five thousand dollars, and you would have to buy into that strain in order to have rights to it, and mm. then just kind of do with whatever you're doing with it. And you then know? you just kind of like tweak it how you will. Yeah, and exactly, like that. and create your own thing. You exactly. then cross it with something else. You know, that's how. Like, and then you have to do that with each with strain that you use. I'm sorry? You have to do that with each strain that you use. So let's say like you wanted to cross over four different strains to make one strain. So like how like could you like would you have to get the rights to each individual strain? I'm not 100% sure on that, but I would imagine so. Okay. I, I would definitely think that you would. Because I wanted to make a combination hybrid of like uh, of a a full indica, an indica hybrid, a full sativa, and a sativa hybrid. So it's a perfect balance of both mm-hmm. and call it hippie speedball. So it's like coffee and weed. It's That's like an upper and downer. Sweet. Isn't that a great That's idea? That's a really great idea. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty spendy. I know, right? I mean, it's, I really but wanna... to be able to have something like that uh-huh. that you can you know, trademark as your own. That's... It's going to happen. I've That's already amazing. talked to a couple growers about it. So That's fucking badass. Like, that would be fucking savage because I want to learn more about this kind of stuff and I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to have my own weed strain. And I want, and I already know exactly which strains I want to use because for the Indica, I want to use a perfect Hindu Kush. 
Mm-hmm. And then for the straight sativa, I just want to use Durban Poison. You're and then I spending some money. I know, probably it's okay. Uh, I I know I knew it was probably going to be spendy at oh, least. Yeah. But uh, and then also I want to use an OG Kush for the Indica Hybrid, and then for the Sativa Hybrid, I use I want to use a Blue City Diesel. The Rain Pops, one of the cross strains, is an OG Kush. Nice. Yeah, dude. I think that's probably also why I like it because OG Kush is hands down one of my favorite strains. That's awesome. Like, yeah, it's definitely. Is it? Yeah, it's definitely my favorite. It, I mean, actually, no, it it is my favorite. Actually, it's definitely got number one. And then uh, Mount Hood Magic and Blue City Diesel are really a close second. Oh, okay. then I also really enjoy some Hindu God, Kush. I wish I would have known you a few months back when we had the Blue City Sour Diesel. Oh, that would have been so. Mm. Dang. It was actually really good. So it really BCD's wasn't that strong of, of a high, but the flavor on that was yeah. fucking. See, just I also epic. really, I see, I really enjoy some weeds that don't really get me like ridiculously stoned. Me like, neither, because I got enjoy shit the, to do. Exactly. But also, like, mom, I like work. To, yeah, exactly. And then also, I like to enjoy like the actual taste of it and the process of it and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, experiencing what the high is actually supposed to be about. So, like, one of my one of my favorite strains that isn't like knock me on my ass would be a Rude Boy. Rude Boy strain is, in my personal opinion, one of the best hybrid that's a good strains. one yeah it's, that's a really good one that's one of those strains i could smoke a fat bowl of it have just the slightest head buzz going on Start and stretching feel out my good back. physically like i took Ugh. an ibuprofen and i get shit the fuck done it's like it's a the perfect yeah. medis- medicine for my adhd that's, dope. that's Rude super boy dope. is great but it's hard to find rip city gardens Rude had- boy don't live in a tenement <laughs> <laughs> sorry there he goes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You ever hear care. that song, Bam, from Jay-Z? It's Probably. almost like, Gangsta don't live in a tenement yard. Rude boy don't live in a tenement Is that what yard. he's saying? Watchy, 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 See, I can't much. understand so, 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 that so. Yeah, it's a great fucking song. <laughs> I'm more of like a like a Slipknot, Disturbed, Breaking Benjamin, Lamb of God kind of girl. Nice. <laughs> Nice. I was gonna say you. You seem like you definitely uh, like your 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 rock music for sure. I definitely I, do. I feel like we probably would have kicked it in high school. That's for sure. Probably. <laughs> yeah. like, I actually two of my best buddies with uh, Keith Nelson and Tyler Jones, and I haven't talked to them in years. Obviously, you lose touch with people from of course. high school but they were my best buds we all would be walking down the street fucking headphones in our ears jamming out especially to shaggy it wasn't me like we <laughs> used to walk to albertson's down the street from reynolds high school just fucking on the top of our lungs that's hilarious singing that song and then cult 45 where those are pretty much the only two rap songs we listened to otherwise everything else was just yeah fucking- well it's funny because like i when i was younger i grew up around a lot of hip hop and so I got mm-hmm. into it when I was a kid but then I started getting into rock when I was like uh, like 10 or 11 and then I started getting into like classic rock and shit and then when I started skateboarding and I so I moved yes. out to Minnesota and I came back started skateboarding I wasn't very good I didn't do it very long but <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, but I also started playing guitar a lot hanging around with a lot of musicians but I started getting really into punk rock and then I started going to like punk rock shows and stuff like that and kind of got really into the punk scene and uh, just for like you know it was just like a couple of years it wasn't like I was like going around like touring playing with bands or anything like that i was just a little punk You're kid doing your fucking thing. You're exactly that's exactly that's what music's supposed to be about and then i got really i really fucking have a big <laughs> big love for punk rock and then um but then i also have a big love for hip-hop because i grew up around it yeah. and i also have, have a lot of respect for it too mm-hmm. and that's why i have so many rappers that have come on the show and also i have a punk band that uh 
they they just started following and i'm going to be talking to them you know after they drop some music and promote them and stuff like that because they're also associated with tom tom and the knuckleheads a band i like and knucklehead tom is fucking dope this Hell dude's yeah. this dude's like a he's a, a martial artist he's an mma fighter but he's like okay. hardcore punk like he's got like the fucking misfit skull tattooed on his yes. shoulder yes yeah. i would be best friends with that guy right this guy there. is fucking <laughs> dope this guy is super dope i'll actually show him to you that's fucking and he badass. started a little, he started a thing in california called the punk rock fight club fuck yes yeah first rule of fight club we don't talk about fight club no shit right <laughs> that's fucking sh- you know i heard some of dope. those guys when they're training they take like bamboo sticks and they break them against their like well not break them against their shins but they they'll sit there and smack their shins with this bamboo stick and it like chips away pieces of your bone in your shin mm-hmm. to harden them so I, you can I, I just have like concrete hard ass yeah. kicks I'm trying to find one of the pictures where he has his spikes and shit that's a badass phone case dude oh thank you isn't that cool that's like actually wood. really fucking awesome isn't that cool yeah this guy yes dude yeah he's dude, a, that hair i fucking dig his hair i know right that's he's super fucking dope but also he's like a fucking phenomenal skateboarder too he, he, yeah he does also like uh i yeah, used he to posts, skateboard pretty hard he posts a lot of fucking skate videos come on motherfucker come on oh you son of a bitch phone there we go get it oh uh. <laughs> but he also does That's he does fun. a lot of flips and shit like that too and yeah that's how i broke my fucking collarbone dude oh really holy <laughs> The whole fucking bone ended up breaking and they ended up sitting on top of like, each also, other. Also, and our jackets are almost, are very similar too because he's got a green sleeve on his jacket. Oh, I fucking love it. Isn't that cool? And I made this way before I, I ever saw that. But because this was kind of like a little like rendition of the one I wore in high school, just Good. with a couple things added. Yeah, well, was it my uh, Keenan, one of my old friends, Keenan? He had this badass jacket. He actually found, <laughs> he found a dead squirrel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It took his pelt, cleaned it, whole nine yards, and he sewed it to his jacket, and he had studs all the way down. His, it was just it was Pretty a dope. Bit, it was a denim, den, denim jacket. I nice, just, I loved it. And uh, I was hanging out with him and Kaylee and a couple of my other friends that night, and we were all just getting fucking drunk. I think I was like twenty four or okay. some shit. Yeah. You know, you're still doing <laughs> stupid shit. You're like a big kid adult you know at yeah. 24 <laughs> well, that was i already had juniper at that age so i was like because uh she was already one at, oh, that, okay. at that age so i was doing the single you're already thing. doing the dad thing yeah, yeah but when like, i did go out i went out hard yeah you know you gotta also, you gotta have those nights also when you're a single dad you can pull in a lot of tail for any any guys out there uh, if you ever yeah, become a single dad you know dad. it's like the the dog the dog yeah, trick <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but and especially my story with her like leaving and me raising her myself and shit like that oh fuck yeah any girls gonna be like oh exactly so it was too easy it was too easy well but, dude you um, go, go ahead oh i'm sorry but yeah so we we're all hanging out and everything and we all got super drunk and i managed to Get his jacket off of him, Ooh, which that's not Kenan, an easy feat. Keenan was one of those, uh, like if there was a mosh pit, that motherfucker was in it. But Keenan was the one that was going up and like head bashing fucking walls and putting holes in walls with his fucking forehead. Oh, like yeah, you don't even like fill it at all, dude. Like you could take a piece of two by four and break it over this man's fucking body, and he would just sit there and look at you. Reminds me fucking, of a homeboy freak show. Yeah, dude, he was. Keenan Keenan was a beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, 
So I don't even know how the fuck I got his jacket off of him, but I did. I got his jacket, and me and Kaylee jumped in her car, and we started driving. And this motherfucker's standing down at the bottom of the road. Like, he runs down, and he turns around, and he, like, starts running towards the car. And, like, she's just sitting there, and he just runs up over the fucking car and starts banging on the truck. He's like, you better give me my jacket. And it was just this whole fucking ordeal. It was hilarious. <laughs> he got his jacket back the next day at work. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, like, that's... You're too drunk, Keenan. We're leaving. <laughs> you just smash the window. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, we should probably wrap this yeah, up. Dude, you got me super fucking lit, dude. <laughs> I appreciate this. And I would love right to have on. you back on the show sometime. Absolutely. We'll definitely do this again because I want I would I want to promote your guys' stuff. You guys give good shit. So Hell yeah, I can't wait super for you to dank. try the purple punch and the lava cake. Ooh, yeah. We got dosi dos and gelato coming up. And then we've also got platinum Skittles crossed with our platinum OG crossed with Zittles. Oh, sweet well. can't yeah. wait to try all of those yep i will be thank you so much bags. i Absolutely. appreciate you and thank you everybody for tuning in to the hippie speedball podcast it is joe your host with the most joe and i will see you guys next time peace i'm from oregon i drink my coffee smoke my reefer in the morning i roll two j's up and then i don't dumb and when i'm done